How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Tim Murray is the host of VSIN's Primetime Live, available on VSIN from 6 until 9 Eastern each and every weeknight. Also download the College Football Betting Podcast, available each and every week wherever you can get podcasts. He's on Twitter, at 1TimMurray. All right, Tim, I know we're going to get to college football, but Mark Mark basically started the show. He's trying to backtrack. He thinks last night's commies win is the biggest win for the Washington national. Most satisfying. Fo- most satisfying since RG3 knocked out the Cowboys to go to the. Uh, they won the division. To win, to win the division. The last game of the year. You, you, would, you would know as well. That didn't sound that outrageous to me. So that was 2012. Which was, was depressing to both of us. I was in Sanibel Island, Florida, and not to brag, it is a uh, or it was a Captiva, some small little island in Florida. They're like right next to each other, aren't they? Yeah, and they don't have like bars down there. So I I went to this small little hole in the wall, and I think they had like a twenty inch tube TV oh, that yeah. I was watching Alfred Morris run for two hundred plus yards in that game. And then the following week, RG three tours ACL, and uh, you know. The rest was history. Uh, most satisfying win since then. I mean, you could also go with the Jay Gruden playoff year, 2015. 2015. They, they 2015, won. I was pretty involved with that team because I was working at the flagship station at the time. So that was a pretty fun run. They won so at I'm, Philly and at Dallas to close the year. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember that you liked that game. That was uh, against Tampa, if I remember correctly, in 2015. Yeah. So... Yeah, that was like that was a Monday night, right? That's one of his like two Monday night no, wins, it was right? A Sunday night, Sunday. No, it was it was a Sunday. Sunday. It's still a primetime game, though, right? Well, no, 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 no. Smoked, Sunday afternoon. Yeah, they smoked the Packers, I think, on Sunday night football that year, and that was either that year or the following year for, following for Kirk year. Cousins. Um, yeah, I mean, it's got to be up there, right? There's, there aren't many positives in that organization <laughs> um, over the years. So, I mean, look, it's a generation. I'm 35 years old. I mean, my generation basically has seen nothing positive. Uh, we were talking about right it last here with night. You, Tim. We, we, were talking, we were talking last night on my show. We had uh, my good friend Kevin Sheehan from the D.C. area on the show to preview the game. And my, my co-host uh, defeated – the Washington then Redskins in the second round of the playoffs in the divisional. And that was the last time Washington has played for a chance to go to the NFC championship game. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was, that's how long ago it was. It was what, 2000? Oh, oh, trust me. I remember it. Dan Turk screwed up the snap. B Mitch had the, uh, the hundred yard kick return for Mm -hmm. a touchdown in that game. So, 
Yeah, I mean, it was wild. I mean, that's the NFL for you in a nutshell, right, last night. And and the thing about it was, yes, Philadelphia did turn the ball over a bunch, and there was an awful missed face mask uh, that, that I don't know if it turned the game. However, all that being said, Washington was the better team last night. They, they were physical. I thought they outplayed him. I thought Scott Turner had a, a, a really good game plan, which was just to pound the ball, you know, down their throats. So, um, you know, I'm not going to overreact and say, oh, Philly's overrated. I, I'll just say this. The NFC, man, is completely wide open. You could tell me, all right, let's go through the list real quickly. Eagles, Cowboys, Vikings, Buccaneers, I mean, 49ers, I know we do this, Seahawks. I know we do this think, every year. but I think you could tell me all six of those teams represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. I'd be like, yeah, I could see it. I'd give so, you a shrug of the shoulder like, yeah, I could see it. So I am a sucker for the Niners. I don't know what – I think it's because they, so the, they have so much talent. Yeah, I'd I, go more – like Seahawks feel more like the Giants to Yes, me. like the Seahawks and the Giants are the same thing to me, except, you know, I mean, they – the Seahawks beat the Giants, but whatever. You know, that was that was kind of a, a spot game. But I think the thing that I'm still wondering about is can the Packers get it together? Because I think the answer is probably not. But every single one of those teams that we just mentioned, I guess you can maybe throw the Bucks in because their division's so bad. The quarterbacks in the NFC, do you, how many of those guys can you close your eyes and go, that guy's going to win a Super Bowl? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, maybe right? J- maybe, this- Jalen, maybe Jalen Hurts. I don't know. I mean, maybe, but I think the thing that was interesting last night about Washington, not to overreact, but I do think we might have seen, we might have seen a formula because what I thought was so was so good about what what Washington did last night was they played keep away, and you could tell when the Eagles got the ball back, like they were frustrated and they were just trying to like get it all back at once. And I do. I was wondering. Okay, maybe is that a formula? Because you saw them force a lot of things, particularly from like the third and fourth quarter on. Yeah, I mean, and who knows if if um, the wide receiver doesn't fumble when he gets back up there and it's twenty six twenty one to the Eagles win. Certainly possible. Um, you know, questionable call to end the game on the on the late hit. Uh, smart play by Heineke, by the way, to to go down and and make and make the Eagles kind of make a decision there. But, you know, as for the Packers, you know, I do a radio show in Milwaukee every day, and, you know, they've been complaining about this team basically for four years, uh, even though they were 39-10 and over the regular season the last three years. I look at their schedule right now, and you've got the Titans and Eagles the next two two weeks. They're an underdog. Actually, they're a home favorite against the Titans this week on Thursday night, and then they'll be an underdog at, at Philadelphia. You know, do they split those games? If they're five and seven, and then you look at Bears, Rams, Dolphins, Vikings, Lions, yeah, it's certainly possible you could see them make the playoffs. And maybe, you know, this past weekend where they kind of looked inept offensively until late in the game, but you're starting to see the emergence of Christian Watson. They ran the ball really well, which I know Packer fans have been frustrated about. Uh, the defense, I'm disappointed mostly on, on the defense. So I just I can't fully buy in yet on the Packers. But when you have number 12 on your team, and I know he's had his postseason failures these last you know two three years, it's you still have number 12. I mean, you still have arguably the best quarterback of this generation on your side. He still makes more throws that go make me go like holy s than I think anyone. 
And then maybe yeah. Holmes. My Holmes. My Holmes does. Mahomes does so many things. Like, it's just so effortless with yes. Rodgers. It's just so effortless for sure. All right, let's get into college football. Is this, Here, I wanted to ask All both right. of you this. Like, is this a terrible college football weekend or are you, no. is it an intriguing college football Very weekend? Very intriguing. Mark, Very you, know intriguing. What, you know at Thanksgiving when your mom lays out the dips and whatnot before you, before you get into the big, the big stuff? Mm-hmm. There's a couple of good dips out there. Okay. A couple of good ones. Good charcuterie yeah, board. Yeah, yeah exactly. You, yeah. yeah. You ready for this hot take? All right, let's go. This weekend's better than next weekend. Mm. There's one massive, enormous, gigantic game next Unless weekend. Unless Brett, Bielema, uh, Brett Bielema ruins it, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Which would Ohio be State, ultimate Bielema. No, I'm that worried about ultimate, ultimate Bielema. I'm glad this game is in Ann Arbor, but I am a little, I am a little worried. I don't like the fact that Illinois lost last week. I don't like that. I liked it because I had Purdue. So, um, <laughs> uh, I, you know, next week, I, yeah, Florida, Florida State's intriguing. You get a competitive game there on that Friday. I think Notre Dame's going to give USC a run for their money uh, for sure in that spot, especially if UCLA beats them this weekend. I mean, what is USC going to be playing for? But I, I, I find this weekend intriguing. Not amazing, but intriguing because I think there's some – Unique spots. I think Utah, Oregon is is fascinating. USC, UCLA, obviously. And I'm going to do it again. I'm going to fade TCU until uh, I lose every potential dollar. I finally just I finally just sucked up and said, you know what? I'm sick of losing money. Give me because I got the hook. I got seven and a half, and I convinced myself was like, all right, I got the hook. And I was like, okay, this is pleasant. I get to be on the other side of this for once. Yeah, I mean. Look, I got to go back and I, I track all my bets. So I got to see what my record is against TCU because I did bet them against Kansas and I won that bet by a hook. And then I faded them against Kansas State, lost that bet, faded them against West Virginia. That was the bad beat. And I had TCU paired with Florida State because I didn't want to lay seven, but I was pretty confident that Texas was going to win that game. And, uh, you know, give credit to uh, Gillespie, the defense coordinator, the guy from Tulsa who went down to TCU. He had a phenomenal game plan. And, you know, we'll see. I mean, the, the track record's starting to be out there about Sark, right? It's, hey, he gets all this love, and now, hey, they're 6-4, and four, man. Like, that's not how are, good. How are they any different than what they've been for, you know, they, 10 years this now? Is a, this is a team that lost to Kansas last year, and then... You know, I usually over. I usually am the one. I'm like, forget this. Like Texas is overrated, and I fell into the trap this year. I, I fell into the trap for this game because I so badly wanted TCU to fade TCU. So we'll we'll see how it all plays out. But uh, yeah, that mean that game is enormous. And you know, TCU right now they're one of, I would say, let's see, Georgia. LSU, Michigan, Ohio State, and TCU, maybe USC you can throw in there that control their own destiny to make the playoff. TCU goes undefeated. They're making the playoff. There, there's no denying that. They're in the top four right now. They'll be in the top four tonight. They're going to the playoff. If they win out, they win this weekend on the road at Baylor. They beat Iowa State, and then they beat whoever emerges in the Big 12 championship game, which probably at this point would be Kansas State. They're in. The tricky part is if they stumble at some point, do they still get in? That I don't know. That I'm not so confident about. So this is what Mark and I were talking about yesterday, and I don't really have a great handle on it. What are they going to do if LSU wins out? They go to the playoff. 100%. And does Georgia still go yep. in your mind? Oh, yeah, 100%. And so then you're going to be sitting there, even though LSU at home got 
beat by Tennessee. I mean, I I I kind of think like you do. I I I I would I would wager every dollar that I have, you know, outside of the ones that I've you know already wagered against TCU. Um, there is no way that the committee is keeping out an SEC champion with two losses. It doesn't matter. I mean, they've got a win over Alabama. They'd have a win over Georgia. It'd be two top ten wins. Yes, they lost at home to Tennessee. Look, I am. Listen here, Memphis. I have a ticket on Tennessee to win the national title at sixteen to one that I told you guys about last week. I invested last uh, late last week on them to make the playoff. I believe Tennessee is making the playoff. I really do, because I think LSU is going to get smoked by Georgia. That all being said, if they, as a sixteen-point underdog, which is the early look-ahead line on the SEC championship, find a way to win against Georgia in the Georgia Dome. They are going to the college football playoff, 1 million percent. And Georgia, like last year, who lost the SEC championship, would be in again as well. And they beat Tennessee, right? They smoked Tennessee on, you know, on their home turf, and, and they would be in. They beat Oregon by 46 points. So we would be sitting with a situation where Tennessee would probably be an odd man out because I would just be stunned if three teams from one conference got in. I'm with you. I guess the other thing I'm wondering about is what are they going to do with the ACC? Is there a path for Clemson or North Carolina without chaos? Without chaos? Yeah. I, I don't think so. Like, I, let's I say, think... let's just, one of Ohio State or Michigan wins, and then yep. they win the Big Ten. They don't mm-hmm. lose to whoever ends up representing the West. God, if we get another freaking Iowa Big Ten championship game, I'm oh my God. Cheer for Purdue, man. Let's say the Pac-12 eats itself, which it looked like it started last week, right, as is tradition? Mm-hmm. Okay, so... USC's the only team that can make the playoff out of the Pac-12 now. I think that's fair. Because everyone else has two losses. They're not going to let in a two-loss Pac-12 champ. Remember, no two-loss team has ever made the college football playoff. Ever. Now, we're, you know, we're still looking at eight, nine years or whatever it is. But right. If any conference is to make that happen, it's going to be the SEC. So USC's their last hope, and hoping on that defense, good luck. Um, so I think I agree with you. I think the Pac-12 eats itself. I'll say this. If TCU, let's say, loses this weekend but gets revenge or wins the Big 12, I think 12-1 and TCU gets in over the ACC champ. Um, if you want to play if you want to play the scenario game, all right. All right. Georgia's in. They win out. Ohio State, Michigan, winner is in. They're number two. Tennessee at eleven and one absolutely gets in over an ACC champ. And if let's say TCU loses the Big Twelve championship, they're twelve and one non-conference champ. I think this is my hunch. I think they would put in the loser of Michigan, Ohio State ahead of the ACC champ. That's just my feel. Mm. Um, because their both their losses were horrible. I mean, they both got hammered by Notre Dame. Absolutely destroyed. I mean, North Carolina, don't go back and look at that score. It was 45-32 and Notre Dame was leaping into the end zone to make it 52-26 before fumbling. I mean, you go back and look at Bill Conley's post-game win expectancy. Both of those games were 100% for Notre Dame. And they, they dominated, and I think they hold that against them because outside of that, you know, what is their best win, both of those teams? I, Clemson is Wake Forest on the road. And North Carolina is probably Wake Forest on the road. 
Yeah, and Wake Forest is a team now with three losses and lost to NC State, who just lost to Boston College. So and Louisville with thirty five touch or thirty five uh, turnovers in the third quarter alone. So I I think that would be my guess if we saw TCU lose in the Big Twelve Championship game, the Pac twelve eats itself. My guess is assuming that Ohio State and Michigan play a relatively close game, it would be Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee. Michigan. That would be my guess. All right, before we let you go. What do you think? Do you think there's a path to the ACC? I just don't. I, I I think the committee proved its point. Clemson's number 10 right now. And, you know, UNC was like 13. Um, you look at those game control metrics. I think UNC's like in the 30s. Who's going to be six tonight? That's yeah, the big question. I was trying to, I was trying to it's my— It's very clear, like, you're going to have the status quo in the top five is going to remain the same. You're going to have Georgia 1. Ohio State 2, Michigan 3, TCU 4, Tennessee 5. Who slots into that sixth spot where Oregon was? Is it USC? Is it I th- so the I think question it's LSU. I think it's LSU, LSU because Yeah, I don't think I don't think USC I think beating Arkansas on the road is far more impressive than beating Cal or Colorado. Yeah. So I think it's LSU sitting there at 6 and then and everyone USC just kinda, at 7 maybe. Yeah, ever just everyone just kind of moves up one spot. Um you know, Utah's going to move up to, what are they going to move up to 11? Penn State sitting there, one behind them. Um, but, yeah, I think I think it's pretty simple tonight. I think it's Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU. I think there's no change there. Tennessee stays at five. And I think, yeah, you're looking at LSU at number six. Yeah, I mean, the question for me is Clemson, Clemson has Miami. Congratulations to them. They actually showed up for a week. Yeah, beat Georgia Tech, congrats. They host South Carolina, and then they'll get North Carolina in the title game. I don't think that's enough. I, th- I, 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 because I don't, maybe I'm wrong. I do think helmets matter. I think even if North Carolina runs the table, I don't think they get in. I do think maybe Clemson's helmets could give them a little bit of a boost, but it feels like they're just too far back. I think they are. I, I just, I think the ACC is down this year. I think they had to go undefeated. And, you know, I mentioned that game control metric that they always allude oh, to. Yeah. North Carolina's 39th. I mean, they were fortunate to win at Duke. Uh, you know, they were fortunate to beat Appalachian State. They probably should have lost to Georgia State. So, you know, this past weekend was a good win for them. I'm not going to lie. I mean, beating Wake Forest, they had a couple nice stops down there. Um I also think there's a big assumption that they're beating NC State. I mean, I know NC State just lost to Boston College and they don't have Devin Leary, but I wouldn't assume anything with this UNC team. No, I, I think I think the way that they play they beat Virginia by three. No, the, the way they play that they're I mean, I love Drake May. Like I He's awesome. I love him, but I mean I'm with you. Like their defense there's there's no game that they they can control. They got a huge pick against Sam Hartman late in that game that set up the game winning field goal, and that was a, a massive play for their defense. And I'm actually really excited to watch the ACC championship game. I know everything in our mind now is all focused around the playoff. Thanks, BD ESPN. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I- I'm actually excited. I- to be honest, I'd rather – how great would it be to see UNC win the ACC, go to the Orange Bowl, play a team in Alabama that just wouldn't give a crap being there. I think UNC could win that game. Well, and also, as long as you can give me that – Bryce Young's playing that game. 
as a lover of the quarterback position, Bryce Young and Drake May in the same game, I, oh I'd God. sign up for that any day. Absolutely. So I, I just don't see it. I, I think I think the the way the committee looks at Michigan and Ohio State right now, assuming that game is close, the the worry would be if you're a Michigan fan is their non-conference. How much are they going to hold that against them? They certainly could, but UNC's non-conference was FAMU, App State, yeah. Georgia State, and Notre Dame who beat the living crap out of them. Yeah. And a Notre Dame team that, you know. Lost to Marshall. <laughs> based based off of Vegas odds, uh, should be 8-4, and four, you know, at the end when it's all said and done. Tim, we appreciate it, buddy. Thank you so much. Thanks, Tim. All right, fellas. Talk to you later. Tim Murray of VSIN. Again, download the VSIN. College Football Betting Podcast available each and every week. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.